What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Ten Rich Podcast. Hope you're all doing well. A little crazy weather outside. It's weird to get a tornado watch in February, but here we are. Hopefully, uh, power doesn't go out or anything while we're recording this. Yeah, we're in the middle of that hot, cold sandwich right now. Yeah, it's like being at a gas station post-lunch. Oh, wow. (laughs) That lukewarm breakfast buffet or lunch buffet, just chilling over there. Yeah, because the north's getting some cold weather, well, way up north, and then down low it's a little warmer, and we're right in the middle. Right with that hot and cold air meat. Yeah. Never never a good thing. Today we'll get into uh, what we did this week, Valentine's. Uh, obviously, Super Bowl was Sunday. Talk a little bit about that. And um, a few other topics, uh, like went to AEW, which I'll discuss in a little bit, uh, at last night at Municipal Auditorium. Uh and some news came out today about the Nissan Stadium upgrade slash build a new stadium thing that we'll talk about a little bit later and more. So, Kenny, what's been up? Not much, man. We just uh, had a pretty pretty packed weekend. Uh, <coughs> a lot of Valentine's kind of themed things going on. So Mindy had planned a pretty big little valentine's party for the kids in the neighborhood oh she planned that yeah oh nice she planned it had a bunch of i mean she had a lot of the ladies in the neighborhood help out and stuff with different things but it was really cool man uh it was at a little community center down the street but shout out mindy yeah she just (laughs) a lot of balloons and games and lighting they had a little kid in the neighborhood does djing and stuff like that they had him there and a kid yeah, yeah. Like how old kid? DJ. Oh, I probably me if he's a like DJ DJing or like here's my playlist. No, he has like you can give him you can give him songs and stuff, but he has his own little his, his own little set of gear and all that stuff. Oh nice. <laughs> but I, if he's thirteen I'd be surprised. It's probably less than that. Dang. Honestly. But he's done a lot of the events in the neighborhood and stuff like that and he doesn't charge a ton, but he's does a good job. Man, shout out to shout out to him. What's what's his DJ name? He uh, got DJ name? Yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I can find it. Okay. DJ Little Chris. But um, it was cool. A lot of balloons. It was really. I mean, mostly is uh. You mentioned balloons a lot, man. Bunch of kids. Oh no, I was gonna say this because there's a lot of balloons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really what the what the night kind of consisted of was kids running around like kicking balloons around and. That's kind of it, man. I mean, there, there were other games, out, but... Where, was it inside somewhere? Yeah, it was in a community center. Oh, okay. A little Gillisville, Gillisville one. Oh, People okay. might have played basketball there a couple times in the past. Like the one... So, like the back, one... Back behind the city hall. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you just play basketball there a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cool cool spot. I bet it's <laughs> exactly the same as it... Oh, yeah. Been. Yeah, same. <laughs> Same deal. So we got pool tables. Ah, uh, yeah. When you first come in over there to the right. Yeah, to the right. Yeah. 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 I used to go down change. in that that gym. Oh no. But it was cool, man. Um, we were there for a couple hours. You know, I had pizza and some punch and stuff, and it was they did a good job with the decorations. It was it was nice, man. 
pizza. The kids, the kids had a really good time, so that's, that's what it was all yeah. about. So, so that was that's cool. That's all about. Yeah. And then we went to this place downtown, well, in the Gulch, actually. It's one of two new places that I want to try. They're both uh, New York transplants. Um, but this is the first. This first of the two that we tried is called Carne Mare. Carne Mare. It's an Italian uh, steakhouse. Oh. So they have like it's not. It's more steakhouse than it, you know. It is actually like an Italian steakhouse, not an Italian place that has steak. Yeah, I got you. So yeah, to make that make more sense, like there's not there are a few pasta dishes, but that's not what it is. Mostly like mostly steak, but then there's like fish and chicken dishes and stuff like that, and a couple <coughs> pasta dishes. It's not like a couple steaks and a ton of pastas. It's very like non traditional in that sense when you think Italian. So, but man, was it good? Yeah. Like super good. Like they, the, the first thing I'm glad we didn't, they, they would have gave us more. Like they would have gave us almost unlimited. But they have this garlic bread, but they're more like little garlic rolls. But it reminded me more of like, if you think of like how monkey bread is, how mm-hmm. you have to like pull it apart. Yeah. Like that's how this garlic bread was. But it was like the softest like yeast rolls like you'd ever had. But with like parmesan and garlic and butter and like basil and shit, man, it was they were good. Damn, like super good. And that was on a house. But we got and now the other thing too is that now they're very upfront about this, but like they don't really have like an appetizer menu. Mm-hmm. I forget what they call it, but the guy even said like, hey, if you're gonna make appetizers out of these, you need to order more than one. Because they're like more like bites. Oh damn! And we were like not trying to eat a ton before we ordered our main stuff, so we're like, yeah, we'll just get one of them. <laughs> and it was like, um, this like sheep's milk ricotta, which was sheep's like, milk ricotta. Yeah, and it shit was smooth, <laughs> smooth man. It was so good, but it was like, like a like a basically like a, like a little piece of like baguette and some of that um, ricotta. And truffle honey, and like a real, like super thin sliver of truffle, right? Mm-hmm. But when I say it was like two bites, it was, was it. two bites. <laughs> I mean, like a bite for her and a bite for me. Like it was two little pieces of bread and like, but that stuff, it was very good. But I'm like, okay, don't need to do that again. Yeah, like, that, that's for sure. But. Really, really tasted tasted really good though. <laughs> but man, the two like the two main things like the steak was out of this world. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we got a um, a wagyu steak, which is basically it's supposed to be like the best kind of meat, yeah, best best meat you can get. Yeah. And so it's not the cut; it's the actual you know it's the cow and it's how they feed them and how they treat them and like they go through this process. But the marbling on the steak is crazy. And I've never had it. This is one of the things I, I hate to admit because I've always wanted to try it. It was the first time I've ever had Wagyu. And the texture is amazing. So there is something to it. Mm-hmm. So if you ever see Wagyu and you're like, eh, 
No, I had some. Uh, I had a wagyu steak at. Um, we went and ate at. Uh, dang, was the steakhouse over there by like Whiskey Kit? Not Whiskey Kitchen. You talking about um, Kane Prime? Kane Prime, yeah. Okay. It was so damn good. Different, right? Like the texture of it. Yeah. To me, it was, it was just like it was like softer and like I don't know, man, because it's like that, that marbling of fat through the way it's marbled throughout the meat. Yeah. It like melts in there and it's just like Okay. Yeah, so it's, that, not, so it, it's not like it's hard to do <laughs> at all. <laughs> no. No, it was all no steak should be. <laughs> but the thing is so the thing that was that was very unique about this, so not only was it a Wagyu steak, but this is gonna sound really, really weird. But it was a Gorgonzola cured Wagyu. Hmm. All right. So the way they described it basically is they take like gorgons, like actual gorgonzola cheese, mm-hmm. and basically like wrap it like around the steak, like cover the steak in it, and let it cure for like a while. I don't, I don't know how long, but I, I forget what he said. <clears throat> but I feel like it was like several weeks. And then they basically like wipe it all off mm-hmm. and then they season it and cook it like normal. So, you know, and a lot of times like, I usually don't let waiters like talk me into stuff. But the way he was describing it, he was just like, look, he's like, y'all don't have to get it. He's like, <laughs> it's pricey, whatever, whatever. He's like, but it is going to taste like nothing you've ever had before. So that was like music to your ears then. Yeah. And he's just like, look, I'm not I'm not trying to t- I'm not. He's like, you know, it's like it's like the top of the line thing that they got. So it's like mm-hmm. he's basically trying to say, I'm not trying to sell you on this, but if you want to try something different, this isn't just your average steak. Yeah. Like this is different. <coughs> and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. So we got and look, man, it's the weirdest thing. Like you can taste the gorgonzola in the steak, right? Like you can taste that flavor. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, there's no, there's no cheese. Like, hmm. it's so weird, but like, cause you know how like blue cheese and like those real super sharp cheeses kind of go really good with, with meat. At least I feel yeah. like. So you get like that really earthy, like gorgonzola taste, but it doesn't have, you know, gorgonzola and like blue cheese and stuff like that, like straight or very, they kind of a little bit bitter too, you know? Yeah. But there was none of that. Because like the actual cheese wasn't there, so it's just like the the, the essence of it. It's, man, it's, it was the it was the most unique steak I've ever had ever. Like I've never like I like this. I don't think that flavor can be replicated. Like it's not. I don't know. It's, it was very interesting, and it was probably the best piece of steak. Well, it's definitely. The, I would say it was definitely the best steak I've had. Mm-hmm. Not something I'm going to get all the time, but <clears throat> definitely worth it. If you're like super into steaks and want to try something that you can't really get everywhere else. Yeah. It's that, like I said, it's that process, man. It's like, I was just like, yeah, whatever. You know, it, it's going to be good, but it's probably not going to be like blow you away good. But man. <laughs> and they cooked it and seasoned it perfect too. So, I mean, that, that always helps. But yeah. It's like it was already <laughs> perfect, but when yeah. they made it, Cooked it just right. Oh yeah, because it, it even came out like 
like pre like sliced. It was still shaped, but you could they already had cut it, and like it, like they were just like perfectly cooked. Like it was just I don't know. I could talk about it forever, but like I, I'm I don't go I don't order steak a lot at places. I mean I do get the taste for steak every so often, but it's like mm-hmm. it's not my go-to all the time because yeah. it's one of those things to me. It's like as long as the steak is cooked correctly and seasoned well i'm mm-hmm. cool with it like i haven't outside of trying like maybe like like a um uh, i've had like dry aged steak which i've noticed was like a little more like meaty had more steak flavor i guess it's just a stronger beef flavor mm-hmm. so there is a difference there but outside of that steak was always just kind of like steak yeah you know if it's cooked good it's gonna be good but like I said, this is a whole other level, so I'm really glad that we tried it. But then also, we got this pasta. It was a lamb parfidelli, and they served it with this bolognese, but the bolognese was made with ground lamb. And they served it with more, like that same ricotta that they that they make. They served it some with some of that. And what else? Oh, and like a little bit of like fresh mint. Like mint leaves. Uh huh. Dude, it was the weirdest. It was just like, it was so good though, because like the pasta was fresh. Like they make the pasta too. <clears throat> but it was almost, it, it reminded me of like, almost like a deconstructed lasagna kind of. Yeah. But without like the melted, without like the mozzarella cheese or something like that. Oh, but man, super good. And then for dessert, we got this like, I don't even know how many layered chocolate cake, but that cake, man, that cake was busted. It was so good. Like, it was like, the good thing about it, when it came out, I looked at it, and I was like, oh, it's 17 layers. So I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't even feel like eating this. Because a lot of times you get chocolate <laughs> cake, and it's like, it was like dark. So it was like, yeah. a, like the cake itself was like espresso. Like, it had espresso in it, so it was real dark chocolate cake itself like the actual cake part but then what i didn't realize was the only part that actually had like a frosting was on the top and it was kind of like a thin layer of like a real dark uh frosting but the actual like in between the layers was like a chocolate was a, a chocolate mousse Dang. so it was actually very light and it had like really thin layers of cake and thin layers of mousse kind of you know man it was Oh man. <laughs> for a nicer for like an occasion or a nicer dinner, like man, I would was it or so hell, even, hell, even just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it uh difficult to, to get reservations there? No, I mean I, I got the reservation. We now we didn't go on Valentine's, we went on Saturday. Yeah. Just to avoid all the nonsense. But I ended up making reservations about three weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. Three weeks ahead of time. But like I was telling I was telling Seth this last week, like I'll pick a place right off the bat, and then I'll keep looking for places just in case I find something that I want to do better because I can't ever make my mind up. But within like within a week, all the all the reservations were booked up for this place. Damn. So, so I was like, well, I'll just keep it. <coughs> Stop looking. And the place ended up like when we got there, we got we were like. We got there kind of basically right when they opened, but 
by the time we left, it was like completely packed. So yeah, I have a feeling they're going to do pretty well because it's it's a, it's it's a good spot. I like and it really a you know, really nice looking place too. But it's, it's it's brand new, but yeah, super super nice. And was it hard to find parking there in the gulch? Ah. Not really. We just used. We just took a. We just parked in a parking garage nearby. Yeah. And it wasn't super expensive. Now the crazy thing was, which I didn't realize that this. I've never had this happen. So you know how there's all those parking sites now, where like you scan the you scan the uh, QR code and you mm-hmm. pay on your phone and stuff. <clears throat> so there's all these different companies that do that. I think I know what you're about to say because so, <laughs> I had the same experience. So this company, whatever this company is, we must use at some point, probably in another city. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as we pulled in and parked, you got a text, didn't you? Yeah, I got a text, and I was like, "Hey, what's <laughs> up? We know you're here, man." Yeah, welcome back. Here was, we've already charged your car. Thank you for coming. <laughs> and I'm like, I looked at her, and I'm like, I already got a text. They already know we're here, and I'm like, I opened it up, and I'm like, and they're like, "Yeah, you'll pay when you pull out." I was yep. like, what the fuck? They got so <laughs> in a little bit of digital marketing, they have a geofence set up over their parking uh, lots. And and so if you're logged in, so here's a here's a what I, I think can fix that problem. You have to log out or whatever it is because either you realize it or not when you like set up an account. And I think it was the same company when we went to Boomba's. It was okay. that same company. Because it happened to me, and it was that same company where they, um, you have to set up an account and you kind of log in basically, and you know you probably just like close it and go eat your dinner, don't think much of it. But when when you're logged in, it's going to keep you logged in, and so when you pull around a uh, any spot, it's going to geofence get your ass. <laughs> well, I I mean I wasn't really mad about. It. I was like, man, it's. At least at the time, I'm like, this is super convenient. It's convenient <coughs> unless what happened to me happens to you. When I was going to go check out a venue for uh, for work, and I I pulled it into a spot next to one of the lots that this was geofenced on, and because I was going to be in and out in like five minutes, well, this place is like a flat fee of like ten dollars. And so it got me for ten dollars, and I was there for like five minutes. And I'm like, dude. And there's no way you can go in there. There's no way you can go in there and say like, I'm not parked here. I mean, not that I could find because I was uh, I was mad, you know. I'm like, but I was kind of like, I kind of respected it a little bit, you know. It's like, damn, they got me. But I was also, I logged out that shit, and I was like, that ain't gonna happen again. Well, I guess like, but I mean, like, if you're actually intending to park somewhere that's yeah, it's kind of like that. I was like. All right, fuck. I was, I, me and her were talking. I'm like, I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but I'm kind of glad it did. But then I'm like, at the same time too, I'm like, say you got three people in a car, and they've all used that parking lot at some point, or that company's parking lots somewhere. Yeah. You all three pull in. Are you all three getting a text? Yeah, maybe. Like, how does that work? Like. I'm sure there's probably lots of complaints, <coughs> something like that. Or there's got to be something where you, there's got to be something where you can say like I'm not the. There's got to be some way you can go in there and say like I'm not the driver or something. Yeah. You know, like 
Well, uh, the other part is, is like, what if you're like in an Uber and you're just getting dropped off and you just so happen to like be right next to that lot or cut through that lot or whatever? I don't Does know. It, it's kind of kind of crazy. It raises a lot of questions, but yeah, at least this time it was convenient. So, yeah, I'll give them that. But really, really cool place. Uh, we'll definitely be going back there again. Another cool thing that they had that we did not try this time is they actually have a baked spumoni. Spumoni. Yeah, for two. So you have you seen baked Alaska before? You know, you I, know know it, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. All right, so they do the same thing. So they take the spumoni ice cream, and I think there's maybe like a layer of cake on the bottom, cover it with meringue, toast, torch it. <clears throat> and then they bring it to your table, cover it with alcohol, and light it on fire. Damn. So it's the same thing as baked Alaska, except for they use spumoni instead of whatever. I think maybe just plain vanilla is in baked Alaska. Damn. So maybe next time we're going to go that route. Yeah. But uh, the other restaurant that's owned by the same restaurant group is called The Dutch, which is was very is very popular in New York City, which we actually almost went there this last time. But they have a um, outpost in Nashville now, so that's they're calling it an outpost now. Outpost. <coughs> so that's a uh, one of the next places on our list. Since this place is so good, I'm hoping it's completely different kind of food. But yeah, I'm hoping that this other place is just as good, and it's actually right around the corner. It's in a new hotel that they built um, in the Gulch. I can't remember which one. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But yeah, Carne Mare, really good place. Nice. Highly recommended. We um we haven't done anything for Valentine's yet. We kind of like did a rain check because of our busy weeks, and you know she's um uh, almost seven months pregnant now, so she's kind of like not really the uh, Man, wanting been, to get out kind of mode. <laughs> I swear it's been like flying by. Yeah, I'm, and trust me, she wished you would fly by faster. Oh. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going to probably go out to eat sometime uh, this weekend. Place we've been wanting to go that I know is going to be, it could be, a, could be a little difficult to go, especially on the weekend. There's a little place called Once Upon a Time in France. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, Over in East Nashville? In East Nashville, yeah, kind of close to the Kroger or Publix or whatever. And uh, that's a place we've been wanting to. We've also been wanting to go to House of Cars, but we probably not gonna try that um until after the baby or something because that's a place we might want to like spend a lot of time and hang out and you know so we might might take a rain check before we go there gotcha but um the place that once upon a time in france obviously a french place that we want to try and it's like I guess we're just reading on it. It seems like they're supposed to be super casual. Like they don't take reservations or anything. So it's just kind of oh, really? like you come in and you just first come, first serve, and they just have all kinds of great French cuisines and whatnot. Just got to get there when they open, I guess. Yeah. And they're open weird days. Like um, they're only open like like five to nine or something. Uh, oh. But, yeah, it's a – Place we're going to try to try to go to. Been on the list for a little bit. Um, 
Besides that, one thing that's been cool is uh, I know I've been talking about how work has been crazy. Well, we finally uh, got some some st- stuff straightened out as far as uh, from from uh, staffing and and uh, some business squared away. So I'm like super happy about about work again. <laughs> not having but, to do it all. Uh, what's that? But not having to do it all. Yeah, basically. Uh, um, so. Um, but it has been busy kind of transitioning the new person that's, uh, over the stations that I've been just kind of like basically fill in director of marketing for until they find somebody. It just, it went from a thing where I thought it was going to only be like maybe two, two months at the max before they find somebody to take over the two stations to like now it's almost seven months. <laughs> yeah. But. It all it's all gonna work out, I think. Um, but anyways, um, one thing that was really cool, I uh, went to my first AEW wrestling or All Elite Wrestling uh, actual event. They had their Wednesday night show, which is their prime show, uh, Dynamite, um, and they they record on that same night. They record their Friday show, which is called Rampage, um, and. Got to go with a few people from from work and uh, my friend Mark that you know Kenny oh, was yeah, able to yeah. go and then uh, I as soon as I got there I got a text from Kenny and he was like hey man you here and I'm like yeah man you here and so he was there too and we got to meet up and hang out for a minute so him and cool. his brother his brother was there so that was cool to hang out and uh, one thing I'll say because. Uh, I'm not going to like go super into pro wrestling stuff, but, um, one thing that was really cool is I've been to a lot of pro wrestling events, mostly WWE lately because they're just kind of the only ones that really come around that's, you know, I care about. And, and being there for this was way more exciting and way better paced because I feel like after, like, for example, when I go to like WWE Raw, at the end of it, when I go to leave, I feel exhausted. <laughs> like I've been there. Like it feels like you've been there all day. Well, with this, I was like, man, this was great. Like I was super. Like I didn't feel exhausted at all. And not to say that I don't think like as far as what WWE does and AEW is completely different. You can kind of tell they're completely different styles and everything. But um, it was just kind of refreshing to to go to an event that. You didn't feel like you were there for like six hours. Yeah, you know? it's always good. But overall, it was pretty cool and uh, just just cool to be able to to go to that and and um, shout out to them for hooking our station up with some tickets. <laughs> nice. Um, one thing I, I I probably shouldn't have done. I I was like. I'm just going to leave, like, we, we, me and Mark met at work. We're like, we're just going to get an Uber to come back because parking around the municipal auditorium sucks. And, um, so we Ubered and on the way back, it was just a whole thing trying to find a good Uber and not spend 30 bucks on an Uber. But, um, I usually don't use Uber that much. So I had to download the app again and update my stuff. And now I'm getting all these like Uber ads and I'm like, shit. Hit with them, hit with them prime rates. Like it'll be like lunchtime, and all of a sudden you hit get hit up. Like, hey, have you tried Uber Eats? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they do that all the time. 
Get out. <laughs> He'll offer you something. Yeah. Fifteen dollars off a of order, off a of thirty dollar order for something. something. Yeah. I'm like no. Because <laughs> then by the time you add all the fees and all that shit, you're not even really saving fifteen dollars. So it's like yeah, it's not even worth it. Um. And then uh, besides that, I mean, Super Bowl was obviously Sunday. Uh, we went to my parents to just kind of go and chill and, and watch the game there and had a bunch of, like, your typical snacks and whatnot. Um, so can you uh, – what did you end up just kind of chilling at the house or did you yeah, actually we, go out? No, we watched it at the house. We got some pizza and I made <laughs> – I don't know about you, but, like, I don't know if you've been seeing this commercial very often or not, but me and Mindy were seeing it all the time. Stupid ass Hormel chili commercial. <laughs> the one you know, with the one man band guy. No, no. No, that was that was something else, right? Yeah, it's like a bunch of people and they're dancing around eating this chili cheese dip. <laughs> and I don't and think- we kept seeing it and seeing it and seeing it and seeing it. I told her, I was like, damn it, I'm just going to make some damn chili cheese dip for the Super Bowl. Get it over with. Did you get- <laughs> Haven't seen the damn commercial since. So I guess their plan worked. So did you buy their products, though? Yeah. Oh, man, they gotcha. Because the thing is, I went to Kroger's, and the funny thing was almost all the Velveeta was gone. Yeah. And almost all the Hormel chili without beans was gone. <laughs> so I wasn't the only one that it worked on. Yeah. But yeah, we just watched it at home. I mean, I had to I had to work Monday, super early like always. So, man, I'm more than that, more than ever. I think now is the time to really advocate for either the Super Bowl being on a Saturday or having Monday off in the United States. Yeah, that'd be ideal if they just made it a national holiday. Which would be crazy in its own right if they, they actually would, did that. They, but they would, never, they would never do that. <laughs> but it our was, facility, our facility would not shut down for that. <laughs> I know, I know yeah, they that's wouldn't. true. They might be like, well, they consider it a holiday, but we don't consider it a holiday. Yeah. Are y'all off uh, Monday for President's Day? Um, no. Uh, but Ashton is not in school that day, so I will be off. Oh, I took a day. Took a day and like, um, yeah, my my son is not in school, so I have to be at home. Yeah, <laughs> I hate burning the day for that. I mean, I, obviously, I don't mind spending the time with him and having him at home, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah, not really doing anything. It's just, I don't even think his like his his daycare and stuff wasn't even available either. So that's <laughs> it was crazy. A yeah. where one of us had to basically take a day off. Yeah, and I just have a lot more vacation time. Yeah. So I cannot wait till next year. Speaking of that, because I believe not this September, but next September, I'll be getting my extra week, my last extra week. Oh, you're maxed out. Yep. After after next year or whatever. Yeah. Or September. I have a a ton by then. I'll have four weeks of just vacation. Dang. And then another week of holiday. Dang. That's five weeks. It's like a whole month off. <laughs> yeah. So, excited for that. Yeah. Um. So, what did you think about the, the game, the actual game? <coughs> it was 
It was a pretty good game. Um, I guess, of course, and maybe maybe until towards the end, I appreciated the fact that the refs were kind of just letting them play a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have been more consistent with that throughout the game, but you know, it, yeah. it is what it is. It's always going to be that way until they do something else, until they decide to do something different about it. But I was we'll still talk- in. <clears throat> well, I said we'll, we'll talk about that like every year. Yeah, it's an and end. I was talking with uh, some people at work, and one 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 person uh, is from Cincinnati and is a, grew up a Bengals fan. And I was like, how how upset? I, I was just I couldn't imagine how being that upset for it to be a close game like it was. They got to stop on third and long, third and goal, but it was like third and long and and goal, and there hasn't been flags really all game long. And all of a sudden it come out when it's like two minutes left and the Rams are, you know, like you almost have this thing sealed up. The thing is, well, the thing is, the thing was, it was the right call, but it could have went either way and they haven't been calling it all. And look, it was, I think it was, I think it was almost like the thing. It was almost like I I could say, now I know what you're going to say when I say this, but like it was almost too blatant not to call. And I know that they didn't call that face mask on uh, who was it, Jamar Chase? Yeah. Or was it T Higgins? One of the two. No, no, it was T Higgins. <laughs> so uh, I know they didn't. No, no, that was blatant, and they didn't call it. You know, so it's like if you if you really if you're looking at it from a standpoint of a Cincinnati fan, if you get one out of those two called, that's good. Like if the refs don't call one of those, yeah. Then I, you know that's a shocker. So yeah. I, you can't really be that mad. <laughs> but I can see the excuse, of where it was at. If you're a Bengals fan. I can see the excuse like, oh man, we got screwed over. And or at least that's going to be their narrative for a little I while. I, I think that's I think that's kind of bullshit. I mean, it was <laughs> he no, got beat. Second. He got beat, and it was just so blatant. Well, the second one definitely was blatant. I feel like the first one was like. Eh, it could have went either way. Yeah. Well, the one where he's grabbing on his jersey, and you can actually see like the handful and the oh, tug. Oh, the one on Eli. Yeah, that was. I'm talking about the one before that. Oh, okay, okay. The one before that was on the linebacker. That it was just like, yeah, you hadn't called that all game. Yeah. But the one directly after that was like 100. percent So I guess it kind of levels itself out. But it's just kind of funny that they were letting receivers and DBs kind of get away with everything the entire game until like the last three minutes. <laughs> yeah, when it counted the most. Yeah. I mean, that being said, it couldn't I mean, happen to a better guy, right? Eli Apple. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were some strong points in the game, but like the thing is, like for the first half, you know, the Bengals were holding out. They were doing good. Burrow wasn't having his best game. Yeah. But he was playing okay, but, you know, the adjustments that the Rams made in the second half, like, the second half is what everybody thought the game was going to be. Yep. And and this is the other thing, too, is, like, say what you want about Odell Beckham. Of course, you know, I've always been – I've always tried to be a fan of Odell Beckham. Yeah. And you know why. So it's like – I try. It makes it really hard sometimes. It does. (laughs) But – when he came to the Rams, he just, you could see him sitting back, 
just playing football. He seemed a little bit like in a better place and yeah, he was humble, more calm, humble. He wasn't out there acting an asshole on the sideline. Looks like he was being a good teammate. A lot of people say he is a good teammate. Oh yeah, he's he's always been a good locker room guy. It's just when he's out, he's just out there just like wilding out sometimes, man. It's just (laughs) his, his emotions get the best of him. But it seemed like he was in a good place. And he was having a game, man. Yeah. And I his first like, catch was a touchdown. And I know a lot of people are probably laughing, but like when he got hurt or whatever and didn't care, but man, I felt bad for him. He he's a lot like LeBron. He's he can easily <coughs> become an enemy of I think it's mainly because they're always in the headlines for yeah, regardless. Sometimes of, the yeah. right reasons, sometimes for the wrong, but it just makes a lot of people make him a villain that yeah. sometimes it's a little bit on him, but yeah, I was, I, I wouldn't say I was sympathetic, but the other thing that I think played a factor too is all this, you know, it being in LA, you have all these celebrities there and it's kind of like showing a little bit of them and, you know, them being, you know, tweeting out like, uh, oh man, prayers up for OBJ and stuff. And, and, you know, you kind of like, oh, well, they like him, so he must be all right. Yeah, well, my whole thing was like, it's just, a, it was a good, like, it was good to see him starting to, good to see him starting to redeem himself, you know, like just with his, letting his, letting his play talk versus yeah. his mouth. <clears throat> Seemed like he found a good spot. You know, the Rams kind of got lucky being able to pick him up, anyways. But I hate to see it. I mean, you hate to see a guy re-injure themselves like that. Yeah. Especially with the way he was playing. And the last he, game that you could play, so yeah, there's no sucks, way man. he's going to be 100% come next season. No, I mean, he may not even play until, like, half the season's up. Mm-hmm. So, and he he says the right stuff. You know, he wants to come back to L.A. He'll take, he'll take reduced pay and that kind of stuff. Which is cool to see him, like, like all right, you know, I like this team enough. I feel like this is this is where I want to be. Now he may not have much of a choice to take a cut, given his uh, injury history. Yeah. But man, I, think, I, I just, I I just really hate, I just hate play. that for him, man, because I feel like he might have like Cooper Cup got the damn MVP of the game. I feel like well deserved. The, the way he was playing, that might have been his. That might have been his. Uh, his award to take. Yeah. And you could argue Aaron Donald could have won it too. I, I will argue that Aaron Donald should have won it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I mean, he did single-handedly. Now, Cooper Cup. I mean, he he like they they may have should have done some kind of co MVP thing because they both deserved it. Yeah, I mean, if you, the way I look at it with with um, but Aaron Donald did actually win you the game. Exactly, and that, that's what I was if getting he at. Make that tackle, and Burrow had like maybe a second or two longer. Jalen Ramsey fell down, and Jamar Chase, I think, or T. Higgins, one was running downfield <laughs> wide open. I mean, that second half was Aaron Donald's. Yeah. And now, now, granted, so it, for Cooper Cup, it was as well, but most of his yards were like on one drive. Yeah. Now, but that drive was what took them over the top. So it's like, yeah, I can see it could go both ways. I, I always, you know, I'm always, always, more, always, always leaning more towards defense. I'm a little yeah. bit defensive guy anyways, but I, I feel like Aaron Donald should have got the, it. The be best honest. clip to me in that whole entire game was well, that fourth and one run by Mixon, and he just pulled – like he literally 
pulled him backwards from reaching the and with three guys on him or falling on him and he grabbed Mixon and just like basically pulled him towards his body and Mixon's not no small dude no. and, and so it pulled him away from being able to stretch and reach that first down to me that was like his best play the entire game Even yeah I get man game winning <laughs> hit on Burrow to cause the I'll I'll give credit yeah. to the Rams. They they in the second half they finally found ways to get Aaron Donald in one on one matchups and he was just smoking folks. Yeah. And it was it was game over from there. I felt bad for Joe Burrow, man, especially when it looked like it looked like he was gonna get hurt. Yeah. But credit to him for coming back out there. I mean, like the thing is, like I mean, he's he's still young and he's I know he's been in big games before, but like this is the Super Bowl. And with that offensive line, man, you're only gonna. I'm surprised it was so close in the first half. Like, I'm watching that first half and I'm like, holy shit. They are keeping up with them. And Joe Burrow's really. It hasn't been bad. Yeah. That second half was a whole whole different game. I forget what they were doing. And I think I heard um, Ramon Foster talking about this. About what the, the whatever they were doing, and the Rams just kind of figured it out and adjusted, and that's why the second half was just so different. <laughs> I I watched something on it, and I know it's like they set up a couple. It, it had something to do with them setting more people to one side. Yeah, and it basically made it to where they could not put more than one person on Donald. Like it made it impossible. Yeah, because of the way they had it set up. Yeah. But it, it, it was well yeah, well executed game plan in the second half. Best part of the whole night was them targeting Eli Apple that whole fucking game. <laughs> yeah, I mean the high the highlights were just it was a highlight reel of failure yeah. for Eli Apple. And it, well, that was the one thing I said. It's like if anything, well, if it comes down, if it comes down to it, and the Bengals don't lose. What did I say? I wanted Eli Apple to be the reason why they lost. And who yep. gave up the game-winning touchdown? Motherfucking Eli Apple. Yep. So, good for him. <laughs> <coughs> I'm glad all the hate he got afterwards. Yep. And all, all the hate, and all the hate he got during the game. Yep. All the little, all the memes with the toast. Yeah, that with the Eli Apple, toast. With the, with the Eli Apple jersey so on Yep, that was the best one with a jersey on the toast. Man, dude, like, I understand, like, competitors talk shit and all this stuff, like, but you're, you taking, it, you're taking it outside of the game. Like, during the game, yeah. <coughs> run your mouth, okay? I yeah. get it. You're trying to get in people's heads. You're trying to get, like, a psychological advantage, especially when you, uh, when you're, uh, when you don't have an advantage skill-wise, sometimes you yep. have to make up for it in other ways. I get that. Some guys have the skills, but they also want to get in people's heads because it gives them even more of an advantage. Like, yep. say, like Richard Sherman or somebody like that, right? Right. He ain't got that kind of skill. No. Nowhere even close. So he has to talk that shit on the field to try to get under somebody's skin. But then you're doing it out. Then, then now, okay, you get to the Super Bowl. You're talking all that shit like, like who are you, man? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, and him and Quentin Spain, man, I'm, man, I'm so, I'm so happy 
to see. I hate to say this, but it's kind of I'm happy to see them fail a little bit. No, no, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. The <laughs> shit talking, all that stuff. You just can't say it's just what I was saying two weeks ago. Is why I just can't stand it. The shit talking, like you're like the best player out there and you're not. I mean, and you're the reason why you lost. Exactly. So let's be real. Like you know, how everybody's like, you know, you not ever want to see anybody fail. You always want to lift people up. Blah blah blah. Want to be positive. Want to see everybody. <laughs> want to see everybody succeed. No, you don't. That's what you say because that's what you think the internet wants you to say, right? Yeah. That's no, no. That is not true. There are people. Now, this as bad as this may be, I don't know if, if you're going to be judged about this in the, in the at some point. Who knows? But there are some people that you just want to see fail. Yeah. You know, you might you might not want to see him get hurt, or okay, maybe you want to see him get hurt, but you don't want to see him get injured. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you wouldn't be mad about it. You want yeah. to see him. Fa- you want to see him fail because you want to you want to see them get humbled. If not anything, you hope that maybe it will change their attitude. Yeah. You know, if they keep the same attitude, guess what? You want to keep them see. You want to still see them fail. Like yeah. the thing is, like 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 with OBJ. Okay, like, dude played for LSU, I'm going to root for him, but he it got to a point to where he ran his mouth so much, it's like, I, 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 I wanted to see him just, the way he acted, like he was just like, the best re- he acted like he was the best receiver in the league. Yeah. <clears throat> you almost want to see him fail, just so he can stop running his mouth and just play, you know, just play. Yeah. Instead of complaining all the time, and it's like, when it finally happened, it's like, alright, look what this guy can be. When he focuses more on just helping the team versus how many targets and whatever he gets and all this shit. So, so but like the thing with Eli, Eli Apple is just deuces. He's not anywhere near the top in his position, but he acts like he is. Mm-hmm. So why does he keep getting bounced around from team to team? I was surprised he's been in the league this long, to be honest. But this is the thing he got. Now, now, granted, obviously they had a good season. It was good enough to go to the Super Bowl. But his landing spot was the Bengals, okay? Yeah. So before this season, <clears throat> I mean, obviously they have Burley. They have, a good, they have good offensive pieces. But the team, for the longest time, has not been considered, like, a place to go for guys that are, like, Well, they got Burley, and that changed everything. Oh, it definitely they a, did. They have a good head coach. I'll give them that. But but you, know, but you see what I'm saying like yeah. b- before this season if somebody landed in a, at a team like I mean like the Bengals or the, or the Lions or the Giants or somewhere like that you're not considering in your head you're like that guy's probably not like super top tier unless yeah. he got some humongous contract and the dude's just after money and not really caring about winning because mm-hmm. there are people like that out there but yeah so it's like dude like. Why? Why? Because you won a couple games now. You just think like I don't. I don't know. I don't know what Deuce's mindset is, but obviously he got a little taste of success, team success, finally, <coughs> and he didn't know how to handle it. <clears throat> and I think because of that one little tackle he got on Tyreek Hill, like the dude thought he was elite. I'll give him that play. But I ain't gonna give him none in the Super Bowl, where it mattered the most. Yeah, he well, he, was, he was exposed 
as straight trash. Yeah. So. Well, and gl- and the but, thing is, I'm glad everybody got to see it. <laughs> so. Well, Cincinnati definitely. I mean, they have a they have a good they have a good majority of the team is good, but all their corners they could do better, and their offensive line is the worst. Like, oh, they need they're work. Really trash. Yeah. So yeah, that's they, all they, they need to draft. Do, they got to do some work. That's what they need to draft is receiver. I mean, uh, corners and and offensive linemen. God damn, and, dude! First and foremost, get some offensive linemen. Jesus, because Burrow is <laughs> he's gonna end up like Andrew Luck. I hate to see that. Man. Like two years, I mean, like man, it's just. I like to, I'd like to think in my head that he has more resolve than that. But thing thing is, Andrew Luck was a, was a competitor too, man. That dude. The thing is, the some of the hits that he took when he stayed in the pocket, knowing he was about to get hit with a torpedo. Mm-hmm. But launched a rocket and made the pass anyways. You can only do that so many times, man, before your body's just like, that's, that's a wrap, man. Mm-hmm. I hate, I, I would hate to see that happen to Burrow too, but surely they see what they have in this kid, and they're gonna be like, all right, offensive line, all through the draft, through free agency, whatever they got to do, like, man, make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see. I have high hopes for him. I'm really, I'm disappointed that they didn't win because it was looking really good for him at first. Like it was, it was very close. I'm not mad that the Rams won either, though. It's like it's cool to see Matthew Stafford finally win a Super Bowl. The first year on a team that's not Detroit, the dude goes to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like I feel like for him, that that's a little bit of vindication. Now, granted, it's a very good team. If you look at all the pieces they had before he got there, mm-hmm. they were a quarterback away. Very, it's, you know, kind of like Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? Like they were a quarterback away, given the pieces that they had. Yeah, you, you still got to make it happen, though. <clears throat> and obviously, some of his play during the season, like some of those interceptions and stuff, like he looked like he wanted to give up some of those games. So it wasn't cu- quite as easy as just plugging him in. But when it mattered the most. You know, he played his ass off. Like that yeah. drive, that, that that the thing is that drive with him and Cooper Cup, man, it was just like the the most amazing thing about it is everybody knew at one point it's going to Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that Matthew Stafford can count on at this point to catch the damn ball, and they just kept going to him every time, and it worked mm-hmm. <laughs> because he knew where to put the ball, and nobody could cover Cooper Cup, so. I'll give him all the credit. I love the thing is like obviously I like seeing uh, Aaron Donald get the Super Bowl. Obviously he was super excited and overwhelmed about the whole thing. So it, it's yeah. nice to see guys really who are really invested finally get there. Well, he's one of the best players we've got to see in the oh, last yeah. decade. I mean, Absolutely. nobody's. It's hard to say somebody's been more dominant of a football player than him. Oh, over he's the last yeah. And he's earned it, man. Mm-hmm. But you can tell when guys are like, all of them work hard and everything. But some, you know, there's definitely guys who are more passionate about it than others. Yeah. And when they win, you can see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was cool to see the emotion from him. Jalen Ramsey, not my favorite dude. <laughs> I have my yeah. reasons. Yeah. Okay. I never forget. <laughs> But whatever, I can I can look past that. 
Well, I know uh, one thing that was that was cool since we're kind of get into like the the uh, Rams had three guys from Nashville to be in that game. Uh, one being Jalen Ramsey, which a lot of people know, um, but Van Jefferson. Crazy oh story yeah, about Van him. Jefferson. His wife, his wife went into labor. That's right. Yeah. Um, in like the beginning of the third quarter, and so. He had to, you know, right after the game, pretty much rush to the hospital. His dad um, was a wide receivers coach uh, for here for the Titans. So he grew up in Brentwood uh, for, you know, and went to Ravenwood and played there. And, um, of course, his dad's coached other places. I think he's with uh, Arizona now as a receivers coach. But um, talk about a hell of a emotional roller coaster that guy was probably on the last since Sunday. <laughs> yeah. What uh, a day. What a day for that guy, man. Damn. And then Bryce Hopkins, a tight end that was like getting some work because Higby was out. And uh he's the son of Brad Hopkins, a former Titans uh left tackle uh that went to I believe Brentwood Academy. And um which is cool because, you know, Brad Hopkins actually kinda got to know him more so with his radio career and being guest uh, on some of our shows. But um, his son just kind of didn't – I think he played in one game all season and then had like five or five catches maybe for like maybe 80 yards or something like that and was a contributor in that game. I mean, that's pretty cool. And then T, T. Higgins, he's also from uh, Tennessee, but he's from East Tennessee, I believe, from – Oak Ridge area, but it's cool, cool to see some Tennessee kids get some, uh, get in the Super Bowl and at least three of them get a ring. Yeah. Oh, and shout out to, uh, to Whitworth too, man. He finally got him a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's, at, that's, at what? Too, was man. he 39, 40? Yeah. 41. He's somewhere in that range. So, and <laughs> played for the Bengals for a really long time too. So it was kind of weird to, he got it beating his old team. Yeah. And uh, another person, um, what was the safety, Eric Weddle, that kind of mm-hmm. came out of retirement, played in two playoff games, got him another ring. He's going back to retirement. I was going to say, that worked out That worked out well. Yeah, like, can't get any luck here. You know what I mean? Just get a call. Hey, um, we need some help. You. Can you come in and play a few games? And he get a Super Bowl. And he already had, I think, a Super Bowl ring with the Ravens, so – I mean, damn, that's crazy. I think he damn. tore his peck, his peck in the uh, in the game, though. But hey, it's worth that worth, hardware. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's worth that celebration. Yeah, I didn't get to see a lot of the celebration, but I did love the tweet from Tom Brady to Matt Stafford. Okay, so this is this is the, so this is the thing. Matthew Stafford was pounding tequila straight and chasing it with beers. <laughs> so there was no there was no water. So I get what Tom Brady was saying. And it, the funny thing was you could tell, like, when he was up there talking. Actually, yeah. I, I listened to it a couple of times. And I heard it on the radio going into work this morning. <coughs> and he was blitzed. Yeah. Well, they blitzed. all were. Yeah. So it was, just fun. so it, it, was, it was just funny listening to him talk, man. You could just, you could just tell how. Well, he's super buttoned up every time, every other time you hear him. So to, like, hear him a little loose is kind of funny. 
Yeah, and the funny thing, you know, they, they said like, I guess L.A. I guess it's just not. It's not a. There's a lot of people in L.A., but apparently, like the support for the team yeah. isn't quite what you would hope it would be. And they're hoping maybe this might change that because they actually won. But apparently, like they really weren't like. <laughs> it wasn't like as big of a like showing as you would have expected. Yeah, and I think that's partly because you most of their true dedicated fans are like blue collar fans that maybe live outside of L.A. Maybe so, yeah. And, I mean, I guess you think that you thought they would have showed up. In L.A., and I was talking to somebody that was from L.A., and L.A. is a lot like, I mean, uh, somebody related to Miami because they, like, worked in both L.A. and Miami, and it's like a lot of people live there to kind of just live there, and they're not worried about any sports or any. Well, they say, too, it's just really not, I guess it's not. It's hard. It's not it's a sports town. <laughs> no, well, it is. Well, they say it is a sports town, which is just not a football town. Yeah. Like they they say that you know, more people are invested in the Lakers and the Dodgers. Well, they've been there forever too. Yeah. So it's like it's it's weird when like the NFL dominates, but in one of the largest markets, it doesn't. Yeah. As far as the fan base goes, so it's interesting. But well, that's why I figured they the they Rams probably... have not been in LA very long either. You know what I mean? Like, how many years has it been? Just a couple, right? Uh, no, they've been there for a little while. They've been there for because Jeff Fisher was the coach when they moved there. Oh, that's right. It was long. So they've been there for like maybe eight years. Oh, has it, yeah, maybe it has been that long. I just wasn't thinking. I was maybe thinking longer that long. That, yeah. Because Coach Mack, he was. Maybe long. I'm just thinking about how long McVay has been there. Yeah, he hasn't been there, but maybe three or four years. I want to say, and that's a coach. I mean, man, he's the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, it has been a while since 2016, so it's been five years since they moved. Or yeah, because it's the St. Louis Rams, 1995 through 2015. St. Uh, let's see, second Los Angeles Rams era. 2016 through present. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, golly, you think... So, I guess depending on how long they stay this time, like, maybe it's just going to take some time Yeah. to get that fan base built back up. You know what I mean? I don't know. But you would think that they've had, they've had some success over the last couple of years. You know, what, two or what was it, three years ago they went to the Super Bowl? <laughs> and now this time they're back and they win and they have the new stadium. It's like, there's a lot of incentive to get behind the team right now. Yeah. If you, need, if you need one and you live in the area. So maybe that'll change. Now the big, did you see the video of the camera lady falling off the stage? I did not. And I heard it get talked about briefly and I need to go and see what happened. So it, it was bad, man. Like, so she was just filming Matthew Stafford and I think his wife and some other people, and she literally right. just backed up and fell off the stage. <laughs> and um, the thing is, it was like a nine, eight, nine foot drop. Damn. And apparently she like, I think there's like a, she like fractured her spine. Oh. But so that's 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 the bad that's the really bad part. The other uh, bad part was Matthew Stafford's reaction. Which, his reaction is funny, but when you learn kind of what happened to her, it's not as funny. 
But like, so you see, somebody's recording it, right? And you see her back. Yeah. And you see her just fall off the frame. And you see Matthew Stafford's face, and he just has like this oh shit face, right? And he looks over the stage where she fell, and he's like, nope. Turns around, takes a cup, a sip of water, and walks the other direction. And his wife runs over, you know, where the and looks over the stage, and like, I don't don't know if she jumped down there or not or whatever, but like, (coughs) she was concerned. Matthew Stafford was like, fuck that, I'm out of here. Oh, I'm watching, I'm watching it now. Have you seen his reaction yet? Yeah, he just kind of like, oh my god. Oh, he's like, oh shit, nope. (laughs) Yeah. So that. His wife is like, um, and then like it just cuts off. So, <clears throat> so that's not that's not good for her at all. The 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 one I guess positive thing that came out of it is I think I read that the Rams. I don't know if it's just the Rams or if like Matthew Staff or whoever. I think I think it may just be the Rams themselves are going to pay for like all of her. Medical I'm sure they should. I mean, she yeah. looks like she's an employee of the team, probably like working in their social media or marketing or team. Yeah, I don't know exactly what what she what she does or whatever, but she probably was. But I mean, it's just that one step. You know, she took one step back and camera. That's broke, the one thing, man. I'll say that else. I'm. You got to be yeah when you're when you're up on a stage. You got to be aware. Yeah, you gotta find your, your you almost feet, gotta man. find your line and be like, all right, this is as far back as I can go. I cannot take another step back. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Like he's like, this is it, or fuck, get a spider. I don't, I don't know how you do that, but like, yeah, <clears throat> you can just see it was just one, one step. She was just gone off the frame. I think it was just more or less his reaction. But this is the thing, like, yeah, he's. <clears throat> and he's, I was trying to explain because people were trying to like, I mean, I can't believe he did. He didn't try to help her. I was like, let me ask you a question. We've all been there. <clears throat> Have you never been drunk? I mean, like, drunk off your ass, right? Yeah. And something crazy happens, and instead of, like, reacting, you're just, just like, oh. You just kind of get out of Dodge, yeah. Or you're just like, damn, that was crazy. It's like it's like being drunk and seeing an accident happen right in front of you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. your first reaction is going to be like, oh, shit, that was crazy. You're not going to be like... You're not going to jump into, like, EM, EM, EMP mode, yeah. you know, and start trying to help people because you're like – because, I mean, I'm just saying he was blitzed. Yeah. And he was kind of like – He's actually drinking know. water in this uh, one of the few <laughs> shots. Yeah. He's actually drinking water. But it's like all oh, you're here at a party, right? Everybody's drunk. You see somebody, like, get knocked out, right? Yeah. It's like you're like, oh, damn. You know, you can walk off or whatever, right? You're not going to be like – Oh my God, buddy, are you okay? Somebody give this guy some ice, you know, whatever. It's just like, cause your mindset, like, it's just different. So I don't know. I, it, it was a bad look. But there's like, nothing that he could do. No, and that's what I was trying to explain too. I was like, it does look bad on him. But. <laughs> I was like, and I was telling him, I'm like, I mean, what was he? What was he himself going to do? Like his wife ran over there. Well, she like, she couldn't do anything either. She no. was standing at the end of the stage, like. Uh, I mean, you could get her help. Okay? There's a there was a bunch of people where she fell. There were people there, so it's like she's gonna get yeah. help. But I get I guess I get what people are saying. It's like it looked like he didn't care. But to me, I just think he was just like just out of his mind drunk. So yeah. I, I just don't think he was prepared for that moment. <laughs> no, I'm he was. 
He was caught in a moment of weakness. And yeah. To, for anybody to say, like, unless you just haven't ever drunk or anything like that, I guess you can – maybe you could say you've never been there before, but I know I have. Yeah. Or I've seen stuff – I've seen stuff happen, wild stuff happen, and it just didn't affect me at all because yeah. I was I was in another world, basically. Yep. Like, dr- when you're in drunk reality sometimes, it's just like <laughs> – the stuff going on, the stuff going on around you just isn't as, it's not as impactful. So, <clears throat> you know, he might also have been like, "Man, I'm kind of too close to the edge here, too, man. I don't want to be the one to follow follower down this path." Ah, man, I don't know. It's like I can see, like, like say it's like you're at work, somebody throws up, you didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? Or, I didn't see it. Because I didn't because the thing is I didn't see it. Because the thing is, you know what happens if you saw it. <laughs> now you get now you you're got involved. A weak stomach, you might uh yeah, now you, you might, gotta get uh, involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't see it. <laughs> so Well hope that this uh hope she's okay. Well, I mean the thing is she's gonna I mean I, I guess she'll be okay, but it's like back stuff sucks, man. Yeah, and she looks like, young too. Like she's probably yeah. in her mid twenties. Because when I hurt my back at one time, was, when I hurt my back at one time at the gym, and it was nowhere near what she's gonna be going through. Yeah, and like even to this day, like I can still work, I can still do all the stuff at the gym that I want to do and stuff like that, and not I'm not hindered. But I do have I do have to be. I'm always thinking about it. Still, and it's been years. I still mm-hmm. think about it, and I still wear like a um, a back brace, even for stuff I probably don't even like need to wear it for. Mm-hmm. Just just because it's in my head, it's like, man, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get too comfortable. Yeah. Because for a little while there, like it would go away, and I would do something so simple that would aggravate again, like something as simple as sneezing. Yeah. Too hard. And it's like now I'm like limping around. I mean it hasn't been that bad in years, but it's like for several years there, it's like it was just like it would stop hurting, it would start. It was like a constant on and off thing. <clears throat> it's even to now where like I really can't like if I go to bed, like I really can't lay on my back. Mm-hmm. Like laying on my back is the most comfortable way to sleep, at least at first, but I always will wake up and my back hurts. Yeah, and it's a product of that. So it's like, for what she's going through, I mean, she's gonna have to have surgery, and probably multiple surgeries for throughout the course of her life. Because I've always heard it's like one of those things to where, like, if you have to have back surgery, more than likely you're gonna have to have another one at some point. Yeah, I mean, my dad's went through it, um, and it's I've a trickle down fact too. It's back. like, I don't know how active she is, but it's like it's gonna make things like that harder. And once. Something it looks like she work. was at minimum some part of the media, maybe works for the team, maybe works for a local newspaper, who knows. But uh it'll be hard for her to do that job if she's got back problems because oh, she's gonna be running stuff like that. around. Yeah, she had and she obviously was a photographer too because she had I, I could see the cannon uh straps that she yeah. had, so she probably had some photographer or some cameras with her and some sort of photographer. Looks like she was like trying to do like an Instagram story or something, and just 
Made I don't know whatever gear yeah. she had. I know that was broke. Her camera or whatever she had was broke. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least I mean, at least it, that could have been a lot worse. Yeah. So, a fractured spine obviously is not any minor injury, but it's certainly better than being paralyzed or not living. Yeah. So, Another, so at, least, uh, at least there's that. Yeah, another crazy story is um, Nate. I hope I say his last name right. Nate Rowell of Axios Nashville put out a story or a report about Nissan Stadium renovation talks between the mayor and the Titans administration have expanded in recent weeks to include the possibility of building a brand new stadium. Hmm. Brand new stadium, huh? Yes. A new guess, stadium would be uh, with, a, with a dome. I'm guessing. Well, they haven't gotten that far in the details, oh, okay. but the reason behind the, the the why this is being explored is because they obviously the Titans announced maybe before the season, maybe even a year ago, uh, that they were looking to renovate the stadium and do a lot of upgrades. They put out some mock stuff. They said they wanted to kind of mimic a little bit of what Miami did when they upgraded their stadium. Uh, a couple of years ago, and the and one of the guys that they hired recently um, ha- has uh, came over here from Miami, so he had a lot of ideas and a lot of stuff of how to how they did that. So they were thinking about creating a, a renovation um, where it wasn't going to be like a dome or anything. And and a lot of people that say don't you know want a dome here, I'm just kind of like. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird and I'm the one that doesn't really want a dome, but I think it's just because of the I think it's because of the ability to do certain events. I get is that. What it is. I get that. I mean, I like I like the, I like the ones I like I like the 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 dome with the retractable roof. Yeah, and, can, and, and what they were trying to do what, what Miami did was kind of had a it was like a covered stadium, wasn't really like so like most of the stands was covered, but the field wasn't covered. Okay. So, um, you know, that that's part of it. But anyways, um so they they thought these renovations were going to be around 600 million. Well, after um having some more, I guess people look at the stadium and how they could do this and probably, you know, have engineers involved and all that, um they estimated that it may cost double of the 600 million they estimated to begin with. So they're looking at it. Is it it's going to be 1. more one point two billion? <laughs> so they're looking at something. Is it be more cost effective just to build a new stadium? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, because and here's 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 some of the details that's in this article. Um, um it's saying um that uh, that um one there's there's cause uh, there's you know obviously we all know that like costs are skyrocketing for certain things such as steel for an example mm-hmm. and so with with cost rising because of supply and demand there's that but it also says the stadium structural frame was built with concrete and needs to largely be replaced with steel the mechanical plumbing and electrical systems need to be completely replaced the window system throughout the building is so in- antiquated that it's not even manufactured anymore <laughs> Damn. So they're like, well, we already have to like basically gut it completely on some things. 
So maybe they are looking at. So and the, the crazy thing is, is the mayor, Mayor Cooper, is kind of in in the same like he's with them, like with the Titans and saying, um, basically they, whatever the cost is, they want to make sure that they, you know, whether it being a dramatic, uh, you know, renovation or if they do a new stadium, they want to make sure they do the, make the right decision for the long term. Uh, to host Super Bowl, to host like the World Cup, all these major events that Nashville is looking to host. And, um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And the good thing I think about where that stadium's located is there's enough property there that I think you could, you could probably still build on that location. That's what I was going to say. They're probably going to keep it because I see that, I feel like that location is like, it's almost iconic. It's like such, such a good spot in like the, Oh yeah, the pictures that you get of it, and like the aerials and stuff, like it's just like in a perfect location, just from a, like a like a aesthetic standpoint. Yeah, so I mean, they could n- kind of build it right next door, kind of like what Atlanta did with their new stadium, because I was uh, talking with somebody at work today that you know the Georgia Dome really wasn't that old when they tore that down and built Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, it was about 30 years old, which I guess that's the new norm. Like, you know, Nissan Stadium is only 23 years old. So, you know, for it to be, if they were to rebuild it, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of crazy. It's not really that old, but I just didn't, I've never, I've never thought that Nissan Stadium, um, or even, you know, LP Field or Delphia Coliseum. I've never thought that it was a great stadium. Average, I guess. I would say... Or basic. I mean, it's nothing, very basic. Nothing... There's nothing that wows you about it, other than no. its location. Honestly. That's, that's that's the only advantage I think it has <coughs> over any other stadium, but otherwise... I mean, the thing is, the thing is like... Stadium. That's what I'm saying. That, that's the That's the... The real advantage is they have an opportunity to come up with something that's different and that stands out. Like if you look at like uh, SoFi or if you look at uh, the one in Vegas, um, there's a few others out there that are just very unique. Well, it says right here at the end of the article just to kind of compare. So if they're thinking that it's potentially double the cost of what – it says Allegiant Stadium, the Las Vegas home field, opened uh, last year, cost two billion. The Minnesota Vikings U.S. Uh, Bank Stadium, which opened in 2016, cost 1.1. So that's that's uh, less than what they're estimating here for what the Minnesota Vikings. They built a beautiful stadium. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to think the construction costs and stuff like that have probably risen, inflation and all that stuff. You, you would imagine. Even, so even even if it say let's say gosh let's say it's gonna cost two billion for mm-hmm. something brand new right mm-hmm. what would you rather do spend two billion on something brand new or renovate something for one point six yep. you know what I mean it just does in the long term it doesn't make sense especially with what the city of Nashville wants to do mm-hmm. as far as these big events and stuff like that yep they're gonna they're gonna need to upgrade their hardware. If they really want to be in a running for some of this stuff, which I think the city itself probably deserves it, but you know you gotta you gotta have the right venue for this stuff. So yeah, 
I think it would be cool. But, you know, obviously think, that depends on how they're going to fund it and all that stuff. So. And the thing is, too, like, you know, like I said, they have the property. Like, you know, it's not like, for example, in New Orleans where the Superdome is, there's no property. Like, you couldn't build another new stadium. Uh, oh, no, it's like, slapped, it's like slapped in the middle of the city. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> there's you can really tailgate out there, you know. You'd I mean? have so, to, I mean, you'd have to tear it down and you'd have to tear it down and build another one in its place. Yeah. Like there's nothing otherwise, else. you're playing a game in, I don't know, Ettery or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, Tulane. <laughs> yeah. So um, they, I think they have the fortune. They're fortunate enough that, that I think they have enough. Like the the first, the main parking lots A, B, and C is probably big enough that you could build a stadium there and then use all that property behind you to make it something. You can make a little mini city right there, you know. Yeah. That's alongside the riverside of the stadium. Well, of course, that that's the long term plan is they want to have they want to have a, a new they want to have a stadium, but then they also want to have the mixed Everything, use so, the, yeah. mixed, the mixed use real estate, which they were planning on doing anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With this this upgrade, but now you could probably have more room to do that. Yeah, you'll have to move some parking around, and but you could just make it. I mean, it's well, so much. Property that you can well, now you're not building it within the confines of what's existing. Now you can build it based on the new stadium, so now you're not limited. Now you can build things how you want since yeah. it's basically going to be all brand new. So, Or unless they end up buying the old scrapyard. And well, somebody's going to buy that. Or somebody, somebody is. Yeah. The dude is holding out. People are trying to buy that property, but the dude is holding out. He did sell the... Uh, the uh, recycling company that's on that property to a, a bigger, uh, like more um, nationwide, maybe even global-wide company that does recycling. But who knows if they're actually moving it or, you know, or just buying the company. Just, we'll see. But anyways, that's that's a crazy little nugget and – Kind of exciting. I mean, you know, now we're in the off season. Stories like this is, are huge. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep an eye on it. See how it goes. Yep. Man, that's, uh, all, that's all I got. Yeah, we're about at the our, our little hour here. So cool. Well, um, appreciate everybody listening. Uh, as always, you can find us at Big Ten and Rich on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Podbean, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, and Apple. Yeah, subscribe, like, and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Yeah, man. Peace.